Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we tackle our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We would love to connect with you online. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery. And I'm Kimmy Miller. And today we're continuing the discussion we started last week when we encourage you all to have the courage to stand out, maybe even look a little weird for Jesus. But that doesn't mean being strange just to be strange. Doesn't mean wearing burlap. Doesn't mean holding a megaphone and going about speaking 16th century King James language. (laughs) Like we talked about last week, we're strikingly different because of how we love. We need to have the courage to shine for Jesus. And the truth is our non-believing friends and family members are watching us to see if our actions line up with the truth principles we claim. And I know that can be overwhelming. It can be over and it can be intimidating. We might fear that we won't quite shine brightly enough. We might be tempted to keep people at arm's length, but the problem is people can see right through that. And more likely, our attempts to appear super righteous, it's going to push them away. We need to have the courage to shine authentically, which means living authentically and somewhat publicly because people can't see our love for Jesus when we remain locked in our homes or our church sanctuaries surrounded by all our church friends. We need to step outside to have the courage to enter, potentially to enter someone else's darkness. That's so true. And it can be a little scary also when we think of dark, but we have to remember, like you said, Jennifer, we are the light. We can be the light going into those dark places. And when I think of light, I know it's so silly. And when I hear Jesus say, you know, nobody puts a lamp, when you put a lamp on a stand, you don't cover it. I I always think of this ugly light that we have in our house. Um, If you've ever watched the movie, The Christmas Story with Ralphie, and he wants this red Ryder BB gun, and his dad actually wins this leg lamp. It's hideous. And we have one. And I'm very proud of it, actually. And so we we display it prominently in our windows around the holiday season. And it's so funny because I remember going over to my friend's house one time and she had this catalog and her mom was with her. And her mom goes, look at this hideous lamp. Who would ever have such a thing? And I said, I have that lamp. I love that lamp. And so it's one of those things where you either know what it is or you don't. But either way, you notice it. And so much like the light within us, people can see it and they may recognize it or they may not, but the light is there shining and it's an invitation even to conversation. And so much like my ugly leg lamp in our window, the light within me shines bright enough to encourage people or to invite them to inquire more about it. That's how I want to live my life anyway. I want that light within me to shine in a way that invites others in. Because they need that that light. And I'm reminded of Jesus's words. I'm actually going to read it from Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16. And he said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. 
And when I look at scripture, I always like to look at it in context. Like what was the story surrounding this? What, what had Jesus said before and after and his, his discussion of us shining as light, it came at the end of what people call the beatitude. So he had this, this long teaching of said, you know, blessed are you who mourn for you will be comforted. Blessed are you who basically respond in grace when others attack you, all of these, these, I would call it kingdom living or, or love, love driven living. And then he, he talks about all those things. And then he gets to this, this key passage where he says, and this is how you shine as light in a dark, selfish, often greedy, often conniving world. And you don't hide it. You do your acts of love openly, not for, not for prestige or, or not to get like a pat on the back, but you live your faith in your everyday life so that your faith, so that Christ in you shines. When I think of the Beatitudes, you know, I, I think about even today, those words that Jesus spoke, they turned everything upside down and how we look at life, how we live life. And it's a reminder when he's done here, that's where, as you said, Jennifer, that's when he talks about you are the light. You are the city on the hill. You can't be hidden. You People are going to notice you. And I, that's what I want to remember when and I don't do a great job of it. I wish I did better, but I'm just being honest. But I want people to see the Jesus in me. I want them to see the Holy Spirit in me because that's the gift he's given us. And so to remember that people are going to be looking at us one way or another, and we can get caught up in looking strange and being concerned. And what does that look like? And will I have enough? Will I know what to say? You know, when all, all these pressures that we put on ourselves, the reality is the world is always watching. The world is always watching, and we have this opportunity to decide what we want to display. And I think we have to make a conscious choice to be the light, to want to be the light, to go into those dark places, as you said, because it is a dark, selfish, scary sometimes world, but it's a world that is desperate for the hope of Jesus. And so when we live out this light, when we live according to God's scripture, and we are obedient to the spirits leading within us, it looks different and it can't be hidden. And I think when we understand that the purpose of that is to draw others to Christ, then it's, it is a little bit easier. I almost hesitated and said I was going to pick a different word, but I think it is a little bit easier because it reminds us this isn't about us. This isn't about us. And every time I try to dim that light or I worry, is it going to be bright enough? What if I don't know what I'm making it about me? But if I would just submit and in obedience and say, okay, Jesus, what do you want? Have your way in this moment. That's not easy to do, right? Especially when we're going into families. Families can be messy. And in the holidays, there's this pressure of all of us to be around one another. And for those of us that have been outspoken in our faith, our families, like you said, maybe they're not religious. And so they're looking at us with scrutiny almost to see how we're going to act and how we're going to respond. And we spoke in the last session about love. If we are stepping forward in love, if everything we're doing is out of love, then that's what we want them to see. And I think that's where we also have to be careful because we can justify anything, right? And we are manipulative creatures. So we can, we have to be careful. We have to check our own spirit and our own motive because we may say, well, I'm doing this out of love. Well, 
if I often, sometimes I've, I have found that if I have to justify my behavior before I do it, sometimes that means I'm getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. Most times I have found when God is calling me to be the light, um, I'm actually more hesitant to do it. I'm not looking for the justification needed to, to keep pushing me onward, you know, to support my decision. I'm actually, I'm a little bit hesitant and like, ooh, what will they think? What will they say? You know, am I going to look weird? Am I going to say the right things? Will I have enough? And it's often that that prompting from the spirit that says, no, I want you to do this. And it's a dying to self at that point. I have to say, okay, we're, even if I look foolish, even if I don't know what to say, I'm going to trust Holy Spirit that you will say what needs to be said and that you will open their ears to hear what you have to say. And sometimes there aren't any words and it's just a smile, right? In this season when, again, most people are stressed out in the holiday season, sometimes being the light is a smile. It's a kind word in a grocery store. It's holding a door for someone. Those things of truly what what Jesus said, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, thinking more highly of others than I do myself. That's the light. That's what's attractive. That is what brings hope. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Sometimes pain doesn't present as we might think. It might present as anger. It might present as sarcasm. It might present as aloofness. And that's why, again, Kimmy, like you said, we have to be so in tune to the Holy Spirit. And I, we have to be, we have to recognize we cannot expect people to act like believers, born again believers, if if they don't know Jesus. And so entering into, into someone else's darkness, I don't mean following their behavior, but saying, Hey, I see someone who's hurting and I am going to intentionally enter into their world. And I'm going to be light, even when they maybe attack me, even when, I mean, you have to be wise, right? Like know how to set healthy boundaries and, and make sure that you're following God. But I am going to demonstrate the gentleness and the perseverance and the love and the inner strength of Jesus Christ in this dark situation. And then I just want to say something else to our listeners. You can be going through a really dark period while you're walking with Jesus. I mean, we've, we've just come out of the, the strangest three years our world has ever encountered. There's been so much that has happened just in the past, well, maybe four years. And so probably some of you still haven't gotten your feet under you and maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've lost a loved one. And I do want to say, we want to 
inner your darkness as well. And so Holy Love Ministries, we do have some online groups that we try to be really super intentional about. And so I would encourage you, we're going to put them in the show notes, but don't walk through, don't walk through that darkness alone gather other people. Yes. You still have, first of all, you still have light, even in your dark places. If you have Jesus Christ, you may not feel it. Like when you struggle with depression, everything will feel dark and gloomy. And you might feel like you're not really hearing from God, but you have the light within you. But sometimes you, you just need those other people to come alongside you. And, and, and I think our, let's just go back to that analogy of we don't put the lamp in a closet, even when the lamp, it feels so safe in that closet, but it is so healthy and important when we're in our most difficult moments to, to come out of those closets and to find people who can come alongside us and, and who will offer support, encouragement, and love. Jennifer, thanks for sharing that. And I just so appreciate you and the Holy Love Ministry and the heart behind it, because that really is what it's all about. This world, this life is difficult and it comes with great challenges and they're unique to each of us. And we can do this thing where we compare our, our burdens and our griefs. And we say, well, I should be, I should be able to handle this because look at Jennifer's situation. It's far worse than what I'm encountering. And I, I don't think that's right or fair to beat ourselves up in that way. I think what is fair and right is to what you just said, acknowledge, I have the light within me. If Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, his light is within me through the gift of his Holy Spirit. And it's okay if I need help. Amen. It's okay if I need, and I, if anything, it's fair and right for me to say, I need some help. I want to surround myself with light right now because it feels dark. Mm. And so to be able to do that, to reach out and say, Jennifer, can you, can you help me? Mm-hmm. Can you just sit with me? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, for us light bearers. Mm to recognize that we won't always know when we're doing that for someone else. And that's why it is, as we've mentioned before, to be in tune with the spirit and to ask, you know, Father, who, who, who do you want to put on my heart today? Who can I bless today? And listen for that name or that person or that, that encounter. Maybe it's in the moment because we don't know, we don't know each other's stories. That is so important. And I'm thinking, you know, as you're talking, I had these different visions between like a floodlight and a flashlight. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be careful that we're not coming at people like a floodlight where Mm -hmm. we think we've got to fix, we've got to change, we've got to correct. That's not what God is calling us to. In fact, he said, he said, the meek will inherit the earth. And so the meek are those who are gentle who exhibit strength under control. And, you know, in James, he says, for the wisdom of God, it, it is gentle and peace loving. And so a lot of times when people are hurting, they, it takes time and trust and relationship building before we really even get to the real hurt. And if we rush in with our floodlight before getting to the real hurt, then we're just going to add hurt upon hurt and push them further from Jesus. And Jesus didn't say, Hey, go, go be a floodlight that makes everybody blind. He said, be that light on a hill that speaks hope in the distance. I loved your, your analogy or just your reminder of, of hope. I think we have to remember that because there are a lot of very fragile people right now. Mm -hmm. And, and we will be accountable to Jesus Christ, to how we treat our fellow brothers and sisters. 
Yes, I think so too, Jennifer. And, you know, just one last thing, if I can just put this in here. I remember I had a, a coworker who was also a follower of Jesus. And he said, you know, one of the things I love to think about is that that statement, when light enters a room, darkness flees. And it's so true. And I want you all to think about that. You know, even tonight, when you, when you turn on a light in a room, how quickly the darkness flees. It cannot remain. And so to just remember that that light is in you all the time. And so even if you have to just say a simple, silly little prayer of Holy Spirit, light me up, He will do it because He is always faithful in that way. And I would love to pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this life that you have given us. God, I thank you that we're not alone. Not only do we have this amazing world full of of people everywhere, but you are with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And so Jesus, I thank you for your gift and Holy Spirit, I thank you for living within each of us um, as we've accepted that gift from the Father. Would you help us to be light in those dark places? Help us to have courage to go forward and bring hope into situations that feel hopeless. May we be like a flashlight gentle and easy, guiding others in their steps and their paths, trusting you to lead the way, Jesus. We thank you and we love you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure to subscribe and then you won't miss a single episode. We'd love it if you share this with your friends. Be sure to rate it. That encourages our team and it also helps others to find it. Until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word, one verse at a time to explore His will for your life and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.